Hey Feasters and welcome to episode 240. In this episode I'm going to share with you why I chose ConvertKit and why you may want to as well. I'm also going to share with you some of my experiences and some things, well, maybe I'd like to change. Welcome to the Ask Res Podcast. I'm Jason and I'm here to help you get past those bumps in the road, those struggles, those things that hold you back from building an amazing and profitable freelance business each and every single day. In the last episode, I shared with you the big decision process, the what went into my decision to move from Drip to ConvertKit. In this episode, I want to share with you several things. One, why I chose ConvertKit amongst all of the other solutions that are out there. Two, what I like about ConvertKit and what I, I think you should like it as well. Three, what it excels at. And four, what you might want to think about if you're moving from Drip over into ConvertKit. Why I like and chose to move my business to ConvertKit? Well, it's pretty simple actually. See, I've had clients on ConvertKit for a number of years. So when I first saw it four years ago, just after I had already started working inside of Drip, for me, it wasn't something that I was just like, it wasn't just on my radar. It was always a tool that I was using already for existing clients. Clients love it. I enjoy working in the app as well. It's not surprising either, considering that Nathan Barry, the founder of ConvertKit, is a designer by heart, trade, everything that he does. So he has that design eye. The functionality aspect of it, the ability for segmentation and the capabilities to manage a subscriber through a natural journey alongside intentional and strategic marketing makes perfect sense to my clients and they are able to do so effectively. My clients would say to me, hey, I enjoy being in ConvertKit. It's powerful, yet it doesn't make me feel overwhelmed by it. The visual automations that were added back in, I believe it was 2017, appealed to many folks who were using other tools like Drip and Infusionsoft, myself included. It was a familiar setting for creating more complex decision trees outside of the basic rules that were already built in. What I try to tell anyone, well, what I do tell anyone who asks me, ConvertKit and Drip are not an apples to apples comparison. A lot of times we group those two together, but they are two similar but very different applications. In fact, it's probably best if you just forget everything you know about how Drip works when working inside a ConvertKit. This is something that I do have to remind myself from time to time as well. Over the years, I've spoken to Nathan over Twitter as well as had Zoom calls and conversations with. I went through their program to become a ConvertKit expert as well. I've gotten to know a good part of their team too. Folks like Haley, Nicole, Corey, Matt, Barrett, and Charlie. The vibe, the, the culture that they have is all about helping creators connect with their audiences, their customers, and grow businesses around the life that they want to live. Obviously, that is something I talk about all the time and have built for myself. Designing 
your business around the type of life you want to live. Teach everything you know, create every day, work in public. Existing customers matter more than new customers. These are all values they have. And seeing those values on their website allows me to immediately connect with what their purpose is as a company. If you want to go read their values, I'll link that up in the show notes. For me, I almost feel safe being a customer of theirs. As a certified expert, I feel as though they'll have my back all the time and help me if there are any problems that I have. Aside from the good feelings and the values that resonate with me, it's really ultimately the application that's the choice here. So why is ConvertKit a better choice? The features of what the application has is exactly what I need for myself and clients. Yes, I have e-commerce clients who may fit better with Drip as their platform, and they still do. But I have other clients who are nonprofits, service-based businesses, coaches, and other individuals who are selling only a handful of products that ConvertKit is a perfect fit for. The UI is simple yet powerful. They're always improving it and adding features too. But they are very intentional about adding features that the vast majority of customers would like, want, and use. They don't add features for the sake of attracting new customers, and they don't add features for the sake of one customer. Sure, I would like to see less cards in the UI and more of a list type of view where I can see more information on a screen, but that's something that maybe not the vast majority would like. However, if that is something that you would like, Alex Hillman shared his user styles for ConvertKit on Twitter, and I'll link that up in the show notes. Nice job, Alex. Thanks. The API has greatly improved over the years as well. It allows for a lot of what I need for my clients and my own business as well. Being able to code specific experiences based on the subscriber data that my clients need is super helpful, and it allows me to do things that my clients may not expect. Support has been outstanding in helping me with unique issues and quote-unquote common issues. If there is an issue that needs to be escalated, I get connected to that person. Nathan himself has even supported me. I haven't heard many CEOs doing that. The other thing that makes me feel valued as a customer is that, well, Nathan has outright asked me thoughts on ConvertKit features and how I use it for my clients and myself. These sort of inquiries has also flowed down to the rest of the team at ConvertKit as well. I've been asked on several occasions for input and feedback from several different people. It makes me feel as though I matter and that I'm not just someone who pays them monthly to send my email. There's a sense that they want to understand their customers and how they use the application for their business so that th that ConvertKit rather can improve the, the application to suit the customer's needs. That personal connection is rare for businesses of ConvertKit size these days, especially when the mantra seems to be, let's scale and grow at all costs. Now, when you think about the migration from Drip to ConvertKit, and that's where that's what was in front of me, 
the process to do that is a large topic, right? It's, it's large to dive into. And as someone who's done my fair share of them, they can vary greatly. And unless you have the same business as me, I'm not sure that it would be helpful for me to dive too deeply into that. However, you know me, if you have a question, shoot me a DM, ask me on Twitter, send me an email, go ahead, I'll answer it for you. What I will say though, is that the process of moving, regardless of what platform you're moving from and to, allows you to reflect on exactly what you need. Sometimes you can simplify things. It's like clearing, cleaning out your basement. As you start to pull things out, you evaluate whether you actually need this or not. Old tags and segments that you used maybe once, maybe not the best thing to move over. Custom fields that you don't even need anymore, best leave them out. However, as you work through moving your lead magnets, email courses, post-purchase sequences, and eventually your subscribers, you'll have the opportunity to close gaps that you found existing in your infrastructure already. You might simplify the process as well and build out better flows that are easier to manage. Integrations is where the biggest difference between ConvertKit and Drip lie. Not that you can't integrate other tools with ConvertKit because you could certainly do so, but you need to be mindful that there is no such thing as custom events in ConvertKit like there was in Drip. So for example, if in Drip you use Calendly and someone creates an appointment with you, well, that person would then get a custom event called invitee created event on their subscriber record, along with the date and time and some other data as well. In ConvertKit, you need to create a form or a tag for that customer to account for that appointment. This is good in that it simplifies where to look for things, but it also can cause your account to become overloaded with tags if you have too many integration points. So you want to think about your business as a whole and the process you want to use for your ConvertKit account for those integrations and then move forward with that. If you're going to use tags, then use tags with a naming convention that's easy to read, recognize, and filter for. If you're going to use forms, which is my personal preference, then stick with that. I like using forms so that I don't clutter up the subscriber with tags. For me, forms make sense because anytime I integrate something, it usually is a form that the person filled out in some way, shape, or form. So like I said, it makes sense for me to use forms since they are an entry point into the business. Some other things to be mindful of is your usage of liquid templating and where you use that. Also, a heavy use of visual automations too is, can be clumsy, but it's best to keep things simple, which honestly is a cool, good rule of thumb anyway. ConvertKit excels at many things. It actually does a very nice job, and this goes against that card UI comment I said earlier, but it does a very nice job at allowing you to see the analytics of forms and sequences. You can see immediately without having to dig deep to see how effective they are working for you right there in the app. And speaking of sequences, 
I enjoy using sequences when working with visual automations because it's nice and easy to pull and push folks in and out of them. When you push them back into one that they've already been to, into, they will actually pick up from where they left off and won't get repeat emails. This, however, does present a problem if you happen to be running a sequence that you want somebody to go through again and again. They can only go through once. The real power of sequences, though, is that you can filter emails within a sequence based on a subscriber. So if you don't want a certain segment or an individual subscriber even to receive a particular email, you can exclude them from getting it. This allows you such freedom to be able to then go ahead and combine sequences that are alike into one rather than duplicating a sequence only because one email is different. Managing segments within ConvertKit is much easier to grasp and manage than other platforms I've used. Instead of creating a tag for customer and then another tag for customer hyphen monthly and then another tag for custom hyphen one off you can create a segment called customer and then include anyone who is submitted through a specific form paid an invoice purchased a product or has a specific tag this again helps with keeping your tags in order the only thing that i wish could be done is the ability to use segments in liquid code but that's part of my own wish list nudge nudge but the big thing for me is deliverability since moving folks on my list maybe you included are seeing my emails for the first time in a long time this is most important to me open rates and click-through rates have improved slightly and some clients of mine have had much larger improvements, some upwards of 15% or more. However, I know that it's an inexact science due to so many different factors. What matters to me is you, and if you're on my list, that you're getting my emails. Seeing an uptick in rates, getting replies from people telling me that I'm showing up now is enough of an indication that Deliverability has been an issue for me in the past. I can easily geek out about many things I like about ConvertKit and some of the ideas that I have, but I think this has been long enough. In fact, it's probably the longest Ask Res episode ever. Most certainly, I'll be diving into more discoveries and how I'm solving interesting problems as I continue to flex the ConvertKit muscle and its boundaries. If you have any specific questions about my move, ConvertKit, or your business and how ConvertKit may or may not work for you, I'd be happy to chat. Find me over at Twitter, at Rez, or head on over to AskRez.com and click that button. Jump on the email list. I'd be happy to chat. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.